702. The Africa Report with Crystal Odison. The Africa Report is brought to you by SAA, the ones who fly SAA's growing route network, now flying to Sao Paulo, Brazil, your gateway to South America. Crystal, let's start with Sudan developments there. It's been months, of course, since fighting broke out. And now we're seeing the chairman of the ruling sovereign council, the military leader in Egypt. Does that mean or does that signal some kind of peace on the way? I think so. Good morning, Pongani. So it's been five months and this is in fact the first time that the general has left um, the Sudanese capital Khartoum, which has essentially become a wasteland and the epicenter of the fighting. So we see saw the general leaving um, Sudan and going to Egypt to meet President al-Sisi. Now this is quite significant. Of course, Sudan shares a border with Egypt Thousands of refugees are now living in Egypt, and I think there's been movements really from Egypt's side to get the parties um, to talk. So we already see now that Riyadh and Washington have actually stopped those mediation efforts that we reported on right at the beginning when this conflict started in April. So I think the ESA movement, one cannot underestimate the role of of Egypt as a regional power block to get parties in. And then ironically, we also saw a rare statement from the RSF, um, which of course is the opposing faction in that war, that they are ready to talk peace. Um, they've been floating a 10-point peace plan, which of course includes um, proposing the integration of the um, paramilitary group, but we did hear from the statement um, the general um, said during the talks with LCC that he accused the RSF of starting this war and there seems to be quite, if one reads between the line, a lot of animosity. So there's going to be a lot of mediation efforts. But in the meantime, Bongani, devastating for um, the human humanitarian situation. 4.6 million people have been displaced. Khartoum, I don't think it's a capital city anymore. And the death toll and dis- destruction seems to just be absolutely ongoing Gosh. and devastating. Let's talk about what's happening next door. The president, ours, that is, congratulating Emerson Mnangagwa, yet Sadek. Um, not endorsing the Zimbabwean poll. What next across the Limpopo? What next, Mungani? We spoke about this. I mean, we saw this movie before since 2000, essentially. And with President Cyril Ramaphosa basically given the endorsement that um, President Manangagwa is, you know, has won this election, it becomes very really difficult, Mungani, because that Sadiq report was so scathing. In fact, it's really one of the first time that we saw Sadiq coming out and saying, actually, this was wrong. Um, and then you have, um, you know, South Africa is a powerful force within Sadiq that can never be underestimated. And I think in part, that's been the challenge, Bongani, is that South Africa's looked the other way. Um, and until South Africa actually says enough is enough, you know, zanu PF will continue. So I think sadly, um, Bongani, you know, an 80-year-old versus a 44-year-old, you know, that therein lies some of the challenges. So, of course, we heard Chamisa saying they're going to challenge the elections, but we know that the courts are in favor of ZANU-PF. So, even that aspect is going to be challenging. So, ultimately, it's going to be, have to be, I think, via Sadiq, diplomatically for other leaders to agree. Yeah. And for me, this comes back to, you know, liberation movements 
in times of trouble, Bongani, they stand Ugh. together no matter Ugh. what. And sadly, you know, yeah. that has to, that has to be raised. I mean, who can forget, who can forget the images of Morgan Changarai and how he was beaten to an inch of his life all those years ago? I'm afraid, as you and I said last week, we've seen this movie before.